This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Which do you think will get you further? Doing amazing work or sucking up to your boss? Because apparently both is not an option. Latest study out of Oregon State University found that when people kiss up to their boss, it just drains their energy and they end up becoming worse at their job. They start wasting more time online, missing deadlines, and getting into fights with coworkers. Hmm. And the researchers say there is a personal cost to constantly trying to ingratiate yourself with your boss because it drains you, and when your energy is depleted, it may nudge you into a sort of slack-off territory, and I would imagine an underlying resentment that you're having to try so hard in the first place just to please this person. So there you go. Have you guys ever been people that suck up to the boss? I can't suck up to someone I don't like. (laughs) You know, I really get it's got to come from a place of truth, honestly. And it helps if you really like the job. Certainly, I have worked really hard at trying to get the approval of a boss that I admire mm-hmm. and that I think I can learn a lot from yep. and that can have an impact on my future career. Absolutely. I would trip over myself. But and but those were I felt good choices. And I can think of, you know, two guys from my past, Harry Nelson and Jerry Cagle, who was also one of the toughest guys that I ever worked for. But I I saw their worth. I understood they were incredibly talented and good at what they did, and they could really help me. And they did help me. Uh, but then there are others that I just, you know what, it would it would behoove me to really, you know, <laughs> but I just, I don't, I can't. I don't, not, not with this guy, no. I just don't have it in me. Aww. I think honesty is the best policy with that kind of stuff. I mean, our boss now, we, me and her, like, kind of see eye to eye on a lot of things. So life's good. But I, I've worked for other people where I'm just like, I don't like you. Have you told them right to their face? I don't like you. I hate you. I I don't respect you. Ah! No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't ever be able to do that. I don't have the guts. They left me alone after that. Not that that I need to, but. But I I certainly wouldn't fake it. I think I would just quit. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm just not working with you anymore. I'm going to start looking for my next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was interesting. Men have this reputation for exaggerating the number of people they've hooked up with. Mm -hmm. Not that this is a topic that comes up very often, or does it? It does. Why should it? 
Just don't. Yeah, according to a new study, men are actually not lying about their sexual partners on purpose. They're honestly just guessing. Because <laughs> you can't remember anything? Because you don't really know? Because the researchers realize something that I think most men know. Most men have a lot of trouble remembering all of the people that they've had sex with. Because it's just so many. So they just throw out some random number that they think is right. You know, they think that's pretty close. And naturally, they're going to go with the highest estimate, not their lowest. They're going to be like, I don't know, 30. Women, on the other hand, are different. They're much more likely to remember exactly oh, for sure. who they got it on with. And you can name them all. In order. Mm-hmm. Well, my first was, and then there was. Yeah. And then that one guy. Most men can't <laughs> do that. Why? You don't care enough to remember? or? Well, if all it was was just a physical encounter then why would he necessarily retain it? You know, unless this was someone that he had more than just a physical relationship or encounter with. In the study, the average guy knew that he had, or guessed, I should say, the average guy guessed that he had gotten it on with 14 people. The average woman knew she had gotten it on with exactly seven. (laughs) Have you ever had that conversation with Kristen? No. Not that you would need to, but... It's never come up. Yeah. We, we've we never talked about numbers, Scott and I, but we've talked about, uh, like, oh, you hooked up with that person, or, oh, you know, oh, did you sleep with that person? Like that, you know, when you bring someone up just in general. Like, oh, my really good friend Donnie. He's like, did you sleep with him? I'm like, no. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You know, but we would ask that about each other. Yeah, I think there. So I've got a friend or two on Facebook that I have a past with. Mm Mm-hmm. And there might have been an occasion or two where she said, so what's the story there? Is there a story there? Yeah, yeah like, there's a story. Sleep with her? Oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> you know. But she would not She would never phrase it that way. She'd, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the way she said it was like, so is there a story there with her? Yeah. Okay. I tease Scott an awful lot about like, I'm like, babe, you know you were a hoe back then. Like, I don't, I don't know if I should be taking it more seriously or not, but that's kind of like how our relationship is. It's like really... Funny like that. Well, everyone's got a history. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing that led you to where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, believe it or not, this study was run by a woman, not a guy trying to justify his claims about a suspiciously high number of previous sexual partners. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's true though. Yeah, she proved what we all knew. Mm -hmm. Sunday is National Lipstick Day. 
because, you know, in our participation trophy culture, ladies and gentlemen, everything deserves a holiday. So here we go. New survey. They asked people what color of lipstick is the sexiest. And, and here are the results. I bet we can guess. Coming Red. in at number nine. Four percent of the vote. Green. Uh, number eight, brown, getting 5% of the vote. Also 5% of the vote, blue, black, purple. Uh, nude came in at number 11. Regular pink came in at number three. Hot pink came in at number two. And yes, red got 44% of the vote. It found that red is the most powerful lipstick also. Hot pink is the most fun and blue is the wildest. Black is the edgiest, and nude is the most professional. So when you, if you go nude, do you do you put any like gloss or anything on it, or do you just go with you nothing? You can, yeah. I mean, they make like uh, it could either be like a matte or a gloss that's nude in color. What does a matte look like? It's more flat. It's like a more flat to your lip versus being like shiny. But it's an enhancer of some kind. I mean, yeah. there's no color to it, but somehow... No, there's it, color to it. Oh, there is? Yeah, nude. it's just the texture of it. Gotcha. So if you have pink lips and you put a nude lipstick on it, it makes it more like the color of your skin. Well, I mean, why would you put a nude on top of pink? That's why I'm asking. Is, yeah. nude, is nude a color? Yeah, nude Do we look like, like we color. know what the hell we're talking about? <laughs> that's why, I was trying to figure out what the hell this is. I'm like, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to figure out what you mean. So Stop if, trying if, to reason if, with us. Nude is the color of my skin. Right. And my lips are pink. So I put nude lipstick on. on. Then it would make my lips more, more skin toned. And that's what, and people do that? Yeah. Okay. So that your lips kind of blend in with your face more? Kind of, yeah. But it's also like, so you would have makeup on your face, like, and your face might be a little darker, but then your lip would be nude. Gotcha. I remember my mother. <laughs> what is happening? My mother always used to have this, um, this, this, these file, like these little mini, I don't even know how to explain it, like these mini file drawers they look like mm -hmm. that you would see in an office but you would open them up and they were these trays of lipstick colors and they were all these little white ones okay and they were pointy and little i found samples. out later those were avon because she sold avon when i was a baby and uh my dad had split and so she was trying to make money and so she was a door-to-door -door avon lady and she she had all this makeup but she never really wore a lot of makeup herself and i distinctly remember the two things that she would wear is um, she had this little tube of nude, like a spot thing. I guess she had concealer. a birthmark. Yeah. Yeah. A concealer. So she had like a little birthmark and she put a little on that spot and then she put lipstick on and that was it. That was it. Which I always thought was interesting coming from a woman who sold Avon for a living. But yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Avon is so much more than makeup too, Jeff. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have all kinds of different things at Avon now. They have uh, scents, like sprays and stuff like that. And they also have... Um, I didn't some... even know they were still around. Yes, they oh, do. Yeah. They are still around. They have um, like pajamas sometimes and slippers. I just remember the slogan, Avon, ding dong, you never look so good. <laughs> As a child of the 70s. I watched a lot of TV as a kid growing up. Was your mother up. a successful Avon lady? She only did it when I was when I was a toddler, like up until I was a toddler, and then 
she wanted to be a full-time mom. So. so when I grew up in Covington, the lady down the street from us used to be an Avon lady. And I would beg my mom to let me do chores so I could make an allowance so that I could go buy flavored chapstick from the Avon lady. <laughs> It was my favorite thing to do. Like, as soon as I made $5 for dusting, I would be like, I'll be right back. I have to go see Leanne. And I would run down the street and I would buy like the three pack of lip smackers that came in like cherry, grape and orange. And it was like the best day ever. But then I had to wait for it because it wasn't an instant thing. You, you didn't to, get like, the instant gratification. You, know, you had to like order and then wait for it. And then she would call and say, your Avon order is here. And I'd be like, I'll be right back. I was so excited because I would get the chapstick. That's funny. <laughs> No, so when my dad split, my mother sold Avon, you know, to try to earn some money and make ends meet, and um, and then she met my stepdad, and uh, this was maybe a couple years later, and so once he came into the picture, then she hung up her Avon hat, and that was that. But I she bet had she had a lot of the stuff. Little samples, she so. probably does somewhere. Yeah, uh, what I think is cool are the names they come up with lipsticks. You know, some of those. Um, or maybe it's, is it the lipsticks or is it the nail polish or whatever? Like some of those brands have crazy names, have really cool names. Yeah. Like the OPI brands. Yeah. Like they hire people full time to just come up with names. Yeah. Like I remember my sister, her favorite color was, I'm really not a waitress. And it was like this really pink red color or it would be like a red color. And it's like, we're not in Kansas anymore. Red. Yeah. Like that kind of fun stuff. I think that's kind of cool. Pompeii purple. <laughs> right. Who knew this was Pompeii purple? Oh, that looks like a Pompeii purple. This Q102 logo, that's uh, not pink. It's rubine red, FYI. For sure. If we see a huge influx of heavily pregnant women showing up at theme parks this summer, here's why. A lady went into labor at Six Flags over George's Hurricane Harbor Water Park on Monday. So far, she's only been identified by her first name, Christina. And that is not a typo. Apparently, her name is not Christina. It's Crustina with a U. It's not clear if she was there with her family or what, or if the labor was prompted by any wicked water slides as she went down. But EMTs at the park helped deliver a baby boy named Matthew. Crustina is doing great. And now Six Flags is saying congratulations by giving both of them Diamond Elite memberships. Oh, wow. Which what do will you get, get to do? Free visits to any any Six Flags theme park for life. Wow. Yes. That kid's going to love that when they get older. The park also released a statement wishing them a lifetime of happiness, health, and many thrilling roller coaster rides together. All right, it is. It's been hot. We're gonna actually. We're excited about the weekend because we're supposed to have comfortable, less humid, hot weather. Uh, high around eighty-two today, as we were mentioning earlier. But it has been very hot, and it is still hot in many parts of this country. Like really hot, especially down in the southwest, where they've seen highs close to one hundred twenty degrees in some cases. Wow! But here's something you may not have known: heat waves are the deadliest form of extreme weather. When you think of extreme, deadly extreme weather, you know, you think hurricanes or uh, nor'easters. Mm-hmm. But heat waves are actually responsible for more deaths in the U.S. every year than hurricanes, lightning, tornadoes, earthquakes, and floods combined, guys. Wow. And here are five ways the heat is terrible for your health. First off, as you know, it can cause heat exhaustion or heat stroke. You know, if you're outside of the heat for too long, it can lead to heavy sweating. 
clammy skin, dehydration, yeah. tiredness, yeah, headaches, dizziness, nausea, cramps, and a quick, weak pulse. And in really bad cases, it can lead to heat stroke. Once your body temperature rises to 103 degrees or higher, it can be a fatal medical emergency. But heat also makes us dumber. And I found this fascinating. Several studies have shown that as it gets hotter, we perform worse on tests. Heat also causes air pollution and the air quality overall to get worse. On hot days, heat from the sun causes pollutants to react with atmospheric gases to form ozone. And the hotter it is, the more ozone pollution is produced. That's why you see more poor air quality alerts during the summertime. But that poor air makes it harder to breathe, and it increases the rates of lung cancer, allergies, and asthma, cardiovascular disease, and emphysema. See, just stay inside sometimes in the summertime. Heat can also make us depressed. And I find, I don't know that I agree with this. I don't think heat makes me feel depressed. Maybe it does, and I don't realize it. Cold, gray, dank days, like in late February, March, when I've had enough of the winter, that makes me depressed. Me too. When Or the consecutive days of rain. And just, you're like, Like oh, too much of it? Yeah, I just need the sun. But researchers analyzed more than 600 million tweets, and they found that people were more likely to express depressive feelings as temperatures rose. Uh, number four, it can cause suicide rates to spike. A study published this month found that a rise in average monthly temperatures was uh, associated with an increase in the monthly suicide rate. And by 2050, the researchers say increasing temperatures could lead to 14,000 to 26,000 additional suicides just in the U.S. So who knew? I mean, you know, I knew he had the potential to be bad, but just uh, hadn't considered the many ways that it can really affect us, especially this time of year. All right, it is 7.38 with Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. We have a brand new second date update coming up on or about 7.50 this morning. And uh, we also are going to be talking to uh, Natalie Jones, who is our nighttime air personality here at Q102. She had an experience recently that she would like to share with everyone. And a word of caution, and hopefully we're all going to take something and uh, learn from it. Mm -hmm. So she'll be coming in after second date update in the next hour here at Cincinnati's Q102, but we really encourage you to hang out and join us for that. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.